Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We are defining spiritual warfare on the journey today. We are looking at spiritual warfare on the journey. We're defining it. We're looking at what it is and looking at what it is not. One of the things that this kind of teaching does oftentimes is cause people to have some sense of anxiety. Uh, and I, I, you know, I can fully understand that spiritual warfare teaching can uh, cause us to somehow feel like, uh oh, that's something I don't necessarily want to talk about because I don't want to uh, I don't want to cause anything to happen. Let me help all of us understand that you are always a part of a battle. You're always a part of spiritual warfare. So either you're fighting or you're getting beat up. And so if we are not in the place of resistance against the tools and tactics and tricks of the enemy, then we are being, uh, we're being, uh, we're being bullied, if you will. We're, we're, we're not engaging in the fight, in the battle. And we fight not for victory, but from the position of victory. But we must fully embrace the work that Jesus Christ has done. Because when we look at spiritual warfare, we've got to understand uh, where it takes place and the ways that the enemy uses his tools to be most effective. Now, we are on a journey, and until we are in the arms of the Father, until we are in the presence of Jesus, there is a battle that is going on, and it's going on for the control of our souls. Those of us who have relationship uh, with God through Jesus Christ, listen, our salvation has already been settled, but the control of our lives and 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 the directing of our lives, our talents, our energies, our gifts, and all of those things are controlled by the way that we think. And so that is why it is important to recognize that warfare happens in the mind. Warfare happens in the soul. Warfare happens in the will and the emotions of a person. And so Ephesians chapter six helps us to understand what warfare is and helps us to understand how to make sure uh, that we are engaging in the battle in a way that we are walking in the victory that Jesus Christ has already given us. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through uh, 19 say this, and this is the New King James Version. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the tricks of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded, girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the soul, uh, which is the word of God, praying always or uh, with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful uh, to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for and for me, uh, that utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Now, one of the things that we see here is that, uh, that spiritual warfare is not against a person. It is against principalities. It is against principalities and powers uh, and the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. It's demonic activity going on all around us. The enemy has fallen angels that do his bidding. We call them demons. We call them imps. Uh, and uh, they go about uh, oppressing uh, those who uh, are the people of God who are not engaging in the word of God, who are not living out the purposes of God, who are oppressed by the enemy. And then, of course, with those who are unbelievers to keep them in the state of unbelief. The way it works in the life of a believer is if doubt, fear, anxiety, worry uh, can overwhelm uh, uh, one who is a believer, uh, then their focus won't be on the word of God and on the things of God and on the power of God. And it is to get us to live beneath uh, the authority and the power that God has placed in us and to not recognize that we are already victorious. What it is not is simply shouting and shouting declarations boldly at the devil. There's nothing wrong with that when we have the faith to back it up. But just to say some words, get behind me, say, you know, that's just something that we say because we read that Jesus said it. But when Jesus said it, he had the absolute faith and the authority because of his knowledge and his belief and his knowing 
in who the father was and the power that was in him. And so if we make that declaration and we don't have that same uh, uh, full uh, faith in uh, the power of God and God's word, if we are not fully convinced of the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit, then we're just uttering some words. So it's not just saying some words and saying them real loud at the enemy. What it is, uh, is making sure uh, that we believe what the word of God says. Ephesians 6 tells us that we say, oh, I have on my armor, but do we really wear our armor every day? Because the truth of the matter is that the armor of God all starts with what we believe. Every piece of armor that is described is based on whether or not we believe in the great power and the great working of Christ Jesus and the great power of the Holy Spirit in us. Are we fully convinced of the word of God? Are we fully convinced of the power of the gospel? Are we fully persuaded by the things that we say we believe? There are two words that describe the process of spiritual warfare going on in the life of one who is a believer. The first word is pathema, and that word uh, 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 speaks of pressure, a, a pressure and divisiveness, a pressure and divisiveness, a crushing, a war on your very soul pressure, divisive, crushing war on your soul. And that word is speaking of warfare. It, it is describing warfare in our lives. The other word is impleco. Those are, those are Greek words. Uh, impleco, it means to be ensnared in something that has been woven together. To be ensnared in something that has been woven together. A trap that has been set to be ensnared in something that has been woven together. And understanding spiritual warfare on the journey, the enemy is always weaving something together to ensnare us, to cause the pressure and divisive crushing and a warring on our souls. It's to cause us to have an, a mentality that has us so ensnared and so subdued to his power and to his wiles and tricks and tactics and flaming arrows that we forget that we have great power on the inside of us and that we forget that we fight from victory and not for victory. And that is why uh, Ephesians tells us that we are to have the mindset that girds us. We are girded at our waists or girded at our loins with truth. The breastplate of righteousness. Our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And, and that word shod means to be covered under the bottom 
and fully wrapped. And so uh, we are to be covered and fully wrapped in the gospel and take it with us everywhere we go. The breastplate of righteousness, standing in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Standing with truth, protecting us. The loins that were girded of a soldier uh, was the covering uh, so that they could not be uh, taken down uh, by the sword of an enemy. They could not be easily stabbed by the sword of the enemy. It covered their loins so that they could not be hit in the weak places. The shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Listen, the shield of faith uh, uh, was often uh, made of wood and was soaked when they went to battle. The shield <coughs> was a little heavy to wield uh, sometimes, uh, but the shield uh, was so that when the enemy would fire the fiery darts, the shield uh, would protect the soldier, but also cause the fiery darts to be extinguished. Listen, this isn't about shouting down words at the enemy. This is about having a mindset concerning the gospel, concerning the power of God, concerning the presence of God, concerning the protection of God, and knowing what you're up against, knowing what you're up against and being able to extinguish the fiery darts of the enemy by the shield of faith. Your faith ought to be able to hold up against some stuff. I know we get we get weary and there are times when we need extra prayer support and we need somebody to come alongside us and we may need to uh, have someone to travail with us uh, 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 on our behalf with the Lord. There are times when the warfare gets heavy, but at the end of the day, our faith ought to hold us up. I heard one uh, 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 good good uh, female pastor, she said, listen, your faith ought to hold you in like a good girdle <laughs> and prop you up <laughs> and cause you to stand at attention. At some point, we've got to let faith work for us. That is, if we've got real faith. Yeah, this is the stuff that has nothing to do with traditions. This is the stuff that has nothing to do with being in a building. This is the stuff that has nothing to do with uh, uh, all of the stuff that we uh, get sidetracked by. This is the stuff that causes us to prevail when the enemy is seeking to crush us and pressure us and divide us and, and wages war on our souls. And then of course, Ephesians 6 <laughs> reminds us uh, that, that, that we ought to, to have the, the helmet of salvation and we ought to have that sword swinging at all times the sword of the spirit, the word of God, wielding it. We ought to have enough word in us that we can fight 
in seasons of warfare because it doesn't just come in incidents. There are sometimes when we have seasons of warfare, that's the stuff that helps us to grow up and to grow in our relationship with Christ. That's the stuff that helps us to have a certainty and a knowing down in our souls and the core of our being of who God is, the power of God's word. We ought to be able to have some word in us that will rise up in the days of adversity. And the helmet of salvation that we know, that we know, that we know we have been saved. There are times when I question a lot of things. My salvation is not going to be one of them because it doesn't rise nor fall with me. It's based on the work of Jesus Christ. And I've got to know with all certainty that there is nothing that can undo the work of Jesus Christ that he has done on my behalf. And so I might have some issues. I might have 99 problems. But that ain't one of them. And we've got to be watchful and to persevere. How do we do that? Through prayer and supplication. Praying always in the spirit. And 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 causes us to understand that we've got to watch over and evaluate what's going on in our minds and take every thought captive and measure it against the word of God. So that when the afflictions come, when the trials come, and beloved, they are coming, whether or not you acknowledge them, whether or not you know what they are, they're coming. And they're not going to quit just because you want them to, just because I'm tired of going through this. They're coming. What are you going to do with what you have? If you are a believer and you really believe the word of God, then you are already equipped to engage in the warfare. There is warfare on the journey. Accept it. Stand in it and watch God work because we are already victorious. Jesus has done the work. And what I refuse to do, even in battling, even in having to fight and having to cry because I'm a crier, I will cry and fight at the same time. I refuse to get beat up and not stay in the fight. How do I win the fight? I stand. Girded in the armor of God, fully girded. Believing what God says. Taking the thoughts captive that exalt themselves up against the knowledge of Christ. Standing, knowing that I know that I know that God's word is true and every man is a lie. 
God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Lord, that you have taught our hands to war in this glorious gospel. And God, we thank you for your power that resides on the inside of us. Help us to pray constantly, consistently in prayer and supplication, praying always in the spirit according to your word. And we know we are praying according to your will. And you have promised that when we do, that you'll hear us, you'll answer us. You have promised that when we pray, before we get the words out of our mouth, you have already sent answers. You have shown us in your word that the angels of heaven war on our behalf with the wickedness in high places and the principalities that seek to exalt themselves. Help us to be mindful of the tools and tactics, the wiles of the enemy. And to remember that our God is greater, that Jesus is the name, Jesus Christ is the name that is above every name and has authority over all things. And that in the end, we've already won. We thank you, Lord, for your word, for your power, and for your truth that becomes ours when we fully embrace it, fully accept it, walk in it, and stand in it. So we commit to standing on your word. As we endure spiritual warfare on the journey, we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.